Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea, welcome back to another episode of the Blind Leading the Blind podcast. My name is Chris. And I am Mike. And in the lovely confines of Studio B, spacious, somewhat gray, we have ourselves a guest this evening who has managed to locate herself to 193 East Church Street, Marion, Ohio, down here in the basement. And her name is Miss Debbie. What up? Debbie, introduce yourself. Dip dip square pants. Uh, yes, also known as the Debonator, uh, Debster. Uh, I've been called a lot worse, so you can't really call me much. I've been called a lot of things, and I just I, I just forget them. <laughs> it's just self preservation on my part. Um, <laughs> if if knowing that bit of information, you would like to get a hold of myself or. Mr. Chris. Or me. Or Miss Debbie. Yeah. You could do so on the Book of Faces. Contact us at first name blind leading, all one word. Last name the blind, all one word. Don't even look at me. I'm not changing it. Do not. It's not happening. And 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 we could have a you know some sort of a digital conversation there. Um, we have a whole bunch of new people that I have uh, friended on blind leading a the blind. Digital so, conversation. Yeah. Tippy 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 tap, tippy tip, whatever you kids call it these days. Because I'm old. <laughs> I'm just glad you still think I'm a kid. <laughs> Compared to me, who's not? <laughs> I mean, Methuselah is still playing Little League. Compared I know. To you. <laughs> I know. He looks up to me. Because <laughs> he's short. Um, <laughs> Master Workman, would there be any other way in the ethers, whether net or not? Ether not? Ether not. That's what happens when it doesn't work. My ether not. When the Wi-Fi now. goes out, it's be, be, it becomes ether not. Yes, it does. Wow. How else might someone find us? Well, they could perhaps send us an email, and that email address would be blindpod at gmail.com. Spell it. B-L-I-N-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Because you're in the South Town. G-M-A-I-L. Oh, really? Put it down the streets. Will I see another day? If I. Make it back this time. Gotta hold what is mine, and thank God that I made it alive. Indeed. Name that name that. No clue. No clue. I'm sitting there with my mouth open and everything. Really? You don't know? No, I don't know. Payable on debt. Yeah. P-O-D. P-O-D. Yeah, okay, cool. Southtown. No. No. That was my middle school. Same. Jacob's, like, obsessed with them now. I played, really? I played it one time, and he's, like, dying to get... He can't get enough of it. He absolutely loves it. Oh, I got more for him if he likes them. He loves P.O.D. You know what my middle school was? Woodstock. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Just do the math. But the question is, did you make the pilgrimage? Did you no. Go? No. No? No. Okay. I, I recently came across an article that had a lot of... Uh, pictures from from Woodstock mm -hmm. and I was like wow that is a lot of people oh yeah it's a lot of human matter Ab oh, gross absolutely unplanned for oh yeah no nobody was ready for that which is what made it cool yeah oh you want to talk about human matter I can tell my turd stern story <laughs> save it we'll get there we'll get there you can you can throw that in a little bit uh well, you know what? Go ahead. At this point, may as well. That's yeah, just we'll do it before we go into news. Go ahead. I mean, I do think that uh, my reenactment really does make the story. 
But I have to say that um, it is definitely <laughs> my highlight from this season of Camparuca. Did you, did I real, tell this story real, to you, Wilson? No, I do not know this. Real, oh, quick, real quick, before you tell your story, because uh, we have a lot of people who listen who don't know us, don't go to church uh, here. Uh, what is Camparuca? Camparuca is our... Um, church camp it is a um part of did you just turn me down was i getting too sulu you were blowing it out my bad you were blowing and going <laughs> we can't be doing that um so camp Aruka, we have some cabins in the woods we have a nice shelter house with a full kitchen and shower stalls um with running water however the toilet does not. The toilet is just a porta pot that we rent every season. And sometimes the porta pot does not get serviced on a regular basis due to its location. So during the week long youth camp that we recently had, uh, pretty much a week, it's a little short, um, by the last day, the porta pot was piling up in the middle to where it was like almost turds touching cheeks. Um, now, it had been a couple of camps yes. since the thing had been serviced. Yes, it wasn't all camp eggs from youth camp in that pot. Because I, I always say, the camp eggs will get you. They come for everyone. And then you go straight to the porta pot But... The, <laughs> Camp eggs are famous. They're um, something that <clears throat> Pastor Green started uh, where it's his own egg recipe. Scrambled eggs, which have some cheese and garlic and onions in them. Not, hi- not that he was the first person that came up with this, but that's where camp eggs came from. They're delicious. The, yeah, they're, they're uh, uh, famous for a reason. So the camp eggs come for you. Um, and then, you know, everyone has to take a break, um, a very long break because there's only one stall and everyone has to go. But also, uh, during this camp, the kids decided to toilet paper some cabins. And so we quickly ran out of toilet paper, which is this special kind of toilet paper that they use in porta pots where it's not the thick, luscious, fluffy kind. She said luscious. I think she meant lush. I'm just going to say luscious. <laughs> since I, Okay, go ahead. Continue. I mean, I'm here for clarity. To each their own, right? Uh, I yeah. mean, is that pica? I just keep imagining because you said it's special toilet paper for a porta pot, and I'm thinking like the the it's the thin the, crispy the, the kind. rapid uh, the, the the rapid biodegrading toilet paper like they sell for camping supplies and stuff. Yes, I believe like, so. <laughs> you gotta be quick or it's gonna disappear. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they someone had gone to the store and bought more toilet paper. And so it was piling up pretty good. And, you know, it just piles up right under the whole, the seat. Sure. Under the seat. So it was like you, some of people are more, um, they got more junk in their trunks. So you got to really be careful that when you sit, it doesn't go down (laughs) into the hole. (laughs) So you're saying you have to keep the cheeks... Uh, atop the seat 
and not allow them to. Uh, you had to be real strategic. Uh, you, you can't go sub seat with it's, cheekage. Correct. Is this a perching situation? <laughs> it was getting real okay. close. Okay. Yeah. So, um, last day of camp, it was after breakfast, and a, a few of us adults got together and we were like, what are we going to do? Because it was like. Saturday morning and Tidy Tim's isn't open on Saturdays because I called and they weren't going to come. Nobody was coming to save us. We were out there on our own. And Evan goes, I volunteer uh, after we have this little Bible study. I got four kids. I ain't scared of nothing. I've seen grosser stuff before. I'll go out there and I'll, I'll see what I can do. He volunteered his tribute. Absolutely. Okay. But then... Little Nina runs up to me and she goes, I got to poop. And I'm like, that ain't happening. It ain't happening. She goes, okay. I was like, just give it a little bit. Try to hold it. Try to hold it. And Evan will go and he'll fix it. She's like, okay. Keep in mind, this child is less than 200 yards away from her own house. Yes. But they're not allowed to go home during camp. Right. Oh, well. Better grab yourself a whole big... (laughs) Uh, a hunk of creek bed there. You drop a deuce in the creek. Been done. I don't know what would be worse, the creek or the pond. Well, the uh, pond, everybody would pond be able would to be see worse. you. Pond would be worse. <laughs> You'd be like, what are you doing out there? Nothing. Just, just go go way down to the corner of the pasture and go down the creek bed there and let her, let her rip. Baby Ruth. <clears throat> so right after I told her, see if you can hold it, I turn around and I turn back and she's right there again. She's like, I cannot wait. And I'm like, all right, (laughs) let's do it for the kids. Grab yourself up by your bootstraps. (laughs) So we hike down to the porta pot And I'm like, all right, Nina, hold the door open for me. I grabbed this giant stick. It was probably like, I don't know, seven feet long. It was out of the fire, firewood pit. And from outside, I take my hat off and I'm holding it over my face. And she holds the door open for me. And from outside of the porta pot, I take the stick and I pop open the lid. And I stick the stick down into the turds. And I start stirring. <laughs> and this smell, this smell that I cannot describe. <laughs> Him wafting out. Well, I think we've all been in a porter pot on a hot July day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you have agitated the evil at this point. Yeah. And I start poking it down into the corners. She's I'm tamping poking. it like concrete. <laughs> she, she's tamping it like concrete, putting it into the mold, <laughs> letting it settle. Then I realize I did not lift the seat, only the lid. And Nina goes. Oh, please don't trip on the seat. (laughs) (laughs) Poor kid. So I I lift the stick out when it's nice and leveled. I give it a little tap, tap. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting on it. I already got this story in the lobby upstairs. Like, uh, was it Wednesday? Tap, tap. I don't remember. Whatever she was telling me, she did the, I gave it a little tap, tap. And I was just like, we need a t shirt. Pronto that has a, oh. just a random like tree branch on it with yeah. a little bit of toilet paper hanging off of it, and it just says tap tap. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I take the Double stick, tap. and the wood, the porta pot's right up against the tree line, so I 
gently remove the stick and I go over to the tree line. I get the the poop end into the into the leaves to make sure it's in there good and I do a little javelin throw to get it really far as far back as I can and then it hops in and tops it off. Alright then. Good good. So deal. I did this thing uh, where I asked camp highlights like Alright kids, what's your favorite thing you've done so far, you know? And uh, I realized when I got home that turn 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 the sturds was my favorite <laughs> thing of camp. Camp highlights. No. It was the most memorable, let me correct that. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing story. Wow. Forever go down in you history. Know what? Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Uh Okay, well, after that entertaining intro I'm, story. I'm, I'm not even sure. That... <laughs> Where did that come from? Oh, I remember you were talking about Woodstock. Okay. What? Human matter. Oh, yeah, Woodstock, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a lot of that at Woodstock. They didn't have porta pots at Woodstock. No, I don't think they did. No, they had, like, what, no. how many thousand people? Well, I, I, I've heard estimates between 40 and 100. Okay. I've also heard a quarter of a million, but I think that's a little heavy for okay. the... But between 40 and 100,000 people in a... Farm pasture with no four days. pots for four days mm-hmm. in the 70s. Mm-hmm. If only they would have had me. See, you were born You could have stirred late. the mud pit mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. corner. Um, oh, we do need some more mud in the mud pit. We need to fill it up. <laughs> oh, no, that'd be gross. <laughs> well, you're not supposed to get in the mud pit. Oh, well. So... Bet. Avoid it at all costs. <laughs> Bet. Um, all right, here we go. Let's dive into... What do you want to do? What do you... News. Oh, news. You got any news? The Reds are not in last place. <laughs> My Braves are murdering everybody. I know. It looks. It's so much fun. Are they going to get it. the Mets? They're going to get the Mets? Well, they already got them once here. Well, I know, but you're still behind them. You're, you're, right it's now true. you're playing at the wild card. It's true. They just kind of keep It'll be fun. back and forth. It'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. We couldn't help you out. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little fail. Bonnie, well, do you do baseball? You follow baseball at all? No. Okay. And I have to say, I know you like hockey. That I have to say that I'm very disappointed in the two of you. Why? Why? Because there was major hockey news for the Jackets, and y'all just blew past it like nothing happened. Because all you want to do is talk about baseball. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. It Enlighten happened us. weeks ago. Well, what was Where it? Where were you? Not paying Watching attention baseball. to hockey. Johnny Goudreau. Oh yeah, Johnny Hockey. What did I say he looked like? I forget. <laughs> It was we, not, we talked about it just I, now I, on the microphone. It's not kind. Think. It wasn't kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you left well, him. Oh, well, Johnny Hockey. Well, that can be your news, and Debbie. And Patrick Line, I Tell us fine. about it. Uh, he's a really good hockey player, and he wanted to come to Columbus, and everybody was like, why Columbus? And he's like, why not Columbus? But it was a big joke, like a running joke, that everybody was like, why? Out of all places, why Columbus? Right. Because... He had some, he had because a they're not here. that good? Or because yeah. Columbus is like considered podunk in the world of pro- pro- professional sports? A little bit of both. Um, but it's also kind of popular for some NHL players. Um, once they have come here, they want to stay here mm-hmm. because it's cheap to live here. It's a really good um, place to raise a family mm-hmm. and they buy property and they keep it. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And, and Mark Deneen still has his remote control airplane place out there on Africa Road. Deneen Park. Did you not know this? I don't know who that is. Mark Deneen? He played for the Jackets. Okay. Well, I came in late. Wow. Yeah, well, it's not that low. I was pretty have, young Might have been. Started. Never mind. Yeah, it was, yeah, was pre-hockey for you. He was. He's in a remote control airplane. Was he a first-year guy? No, but early on. Okay. Was, yeah, yeah, I came in late, too. Yeah, okay. Well, never mind. But there's a whole park. It's called Deneen Park, and people fly their little around near Alum Creek, Africa I, Road. I know where that's at. Yeah, right there, Cheshire. Yeah. yeah. I've caught catfish there. Oh, what was or that? Remote control catfish? No. Or just, oh, okay. Although, drone fishing is a thing now. Yes. And I'm really you thinking about to give it? that a shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Debbie, do you have any other actual news? I'm sorry. Oh, we're actual? not. We're, no, hockey is a sport. It may not be one that we follow intensely, but it is a sport. No, see, we separate things up in between sports news, church news, and actual news. I think we got the church okay, news for this so week. Aliens are actual news to you. Can no. be. Well, well, they are to you. Yeah. <laughs> She's so confused already. <laughs> what? I don't understand. <clears throat> why, why do aliens got to come into this? Um, because of your previous episodes. Mm-hmm. He's the alien. Do you not guy. remember the things that you say? And they talk about me. <laughs> I know what you're referring to. I'm just, okay. I'm just wondering okay. why I read an, a news article and you're like angry about it. I'm not angry about it. You seem to be. <laughs> you seem because very angry. Because you said actual news after I was talking about actual news. And you referred to it. Listen, it's you referred to it like hockey wasn't anything. No, you listen, <laughs> Linda. Now, cross country, track, those are not real That's sports. That's not a real sport. I, However, I've tried. I, not to run. I don't do that. But I've tried to watch it as Debbie's a sport. like me. She don't run unless there's something chasing There'll be some big chasing. You need to go. Mm-mm. Need yeah. time to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so no no hockey is real news. That, that's, Thank you. That's real news. I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything away from that. Thank you. You know I like hockey. I, yes. Okay. Probably not as much as you and your husband. I don't, I don't follow as well, but I enjoy it. Following is difficult. Just in general for life. Like, what is even going on? Exactly. Not that face right there. Oh, wow. Welcome to I, Ministry of Time with Debbie. I don't follow. <laughs> oh, gosh. So one of my uh, things that I like to do for the news is I just, uh, sometimes it comes from, uh, like, 10 TV's really good source. Almost always They comes get from... some, like, seriously weird news. Uh-huh. Um, but They're weird people. But I have some from some other uh, news sources. Um, here is an article from uh, MarineCorpsTimes.com. That's an actual uh, Marine Corps uh, news publication. Oorah. Uh, oorah. Uh, here we go. The headline reads, Marines and sailors ate all the Greek town's eggs, meat, and cheese on a port visit. Okay. When they stopped in port. Lock up your chickens and lock up your eggs. The Marines are coming to town. Uh, a Greek town was left scrambled <laughs> <laughs> after Marines ate all of the city's eggs and meat and overindulged on tattoos during a recent training exercise visit with the 22nd Marine Expeditionary Unit. I'm, I'm curious about overindulged on tattoos. Well, have, well, listen, as a 
I come from a family of Marines, uh-huh. uh, Army and Marines, uh, and tattoos are a uh, are a real thing. Yeah, well, I, I know. I understand. Thing. I understand. And so, if you got a good tattoo artist in a place, if you're rolling into port and you got some apparently good eggs and meat, and you got a whole entire ship full of sailors and Marines, and they come into port, all your stuff gone. They're coming for your chickens. And some hungry fellers, mm-hmm. and they like to get inked up. So mm-hmm. okay. There you go. That's that's one newses. Get after it. You got a news? No, I really have. I mean, you, you everything I've done in the last two or three weeks has been been people passing away, and there have many celebrities. <laughs> but now there are all kinds of personal people that I know, and so I decided to get off that topic. Do you guys have it's many really, um, listeners from Marion, like actual people here? I mean, was that a shot, or was that? Do you guys have any actual listeners? Wow. Throwing out the actual. Yeah. Well, you did first. So. <laughs> I know. That's why. <laughs> no, that, I was paying attention, well, close attention to the eyebrows. Well, you say that dying she brought looked, up that somebody right. like Marion Famous died recently. Oh, really? Oh, Someone yeah. Marion Famous? Who? Yeah. Who's that? Coach Mack. He was um, I don't know the Harding High School's uh, principal, and he coached, and he he was Marion Famous. Okay. Okay. Cool. R. I. I mean, not R. cool that he R.I.P. Coach away. Mack. Yeah. Yeah. He knew like literally every student's name out in Harding is not a small school, but he would call every student by their name and he would say every day that he loves you. Love you. Nice. Good fellow. Sounds like a good fellow. He's a cool guy. Right on. Okay. Good principal. I got another one. This one comes from The Guardian. Is that a news? Is that a real news? In London. It's a newspaper. All right, here we go. This comes actual news? Yeah, this comes from France. Uh, the French, I see France. The French justice ministry uh, is under pressure to explain jail go karting. Go karting? Yes. Okay. Jail go karting. Speak to uh, me. Don't take pictures of me. Hey, she's got a pineapple on her phone. She does. Isn't that cool? She's see, a fan now of that's the podcast. That's, that's just she already amazing. bought our merch before we even sold it. Mm-hmm. Where's my? T- <clears throat> Sorry, did I distract you? We get ten percent on that, don't we? Right. Well, we better. Mm-hmm. I like how I went to take a picture and you readjusted yourself. Because like- I'm fat. <laughs> don't be taking pictures of me. <laughs> Your cut-off shirt's gonna so- yeah. show a little side boob. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right there. Oh, oops. Jiggles. Can I say side boob on here? Well, you, you already said turd, boob. so I don't know. <laughs> you said turd, and then we were. Yeah. And All right. Booty cheeks and <laughs> booty cheeks. Yeah. And junk in the trunk. Yep. And <laughs> All right. Yep. Sorry. Uh, this is what you get for inviting me places. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, France's justice ministry is under pressure to explain why it signed off on games inspired by reality TV at the country's second largest prison. The political row, row, R O W. Row problem. The the political row erupted after a 25-minute video of prisoners in Frenet Jail taking part in go-karting and other challenges in prison in a prison courtyard and appeared on YouTube. (laughs) So they done recorded themselves go-karting around the prison yard and threw it out on the interwebs. And now uh, the... Uh, government people in France are like, uh, what are you doing allowing prisoners to do this? Are these motorized <laughs> go-karts? Or oh, are yeah, these yeah, just yeah, yeah. A- yeah, yeah, they're go-kart go-karts. Oh, yeah, they, made, be... they built a track in the prison yard. Oh, that's too cool. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Look like Magic Mountain over there. Busy hands are... 
Busy hands or happy hands? <laughs> there you go. Uh, one more uh, stupid news thing here. Uh, LeBron James gets a, uh, his signature logo implanted on one of his teeth. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. And uh, a very unfair news headline. I want uh, that this too. This comes from news.yahoo.com. Uh, your guys, uh, uh, this, uh, the headline reads as this, uh, black player covered in cotton by white teammates yes. at little league world series. They covered this black boy in cotton balls all over his head. That's not nice. That's not he nice. must've struck out. They were going to send him back or something. This is what's going to happen if you strike out again. I, I mean, that's just, why would they do that? Well, well, I know why they were, they were boys. Okay. Uh, another one from The Guardian. Uh, China punishes 27 people over tragically ugly illustration in a math textbook. Oh, I want to see the picture. Well, that's not that ugly. That's not that bad. I mean, it's better than I can no, do. I looked at it. It's an, I, yeah, I was going to say, I draw it. looks like a, yeah, bad stuff. Seen so. worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's Chinese, not seniors. Senior. Uh, oh, senior. oh, and the last one, last one, this comes from CNET.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, wind turbine blades could be recycled into gummy bears one day. How so? Well, let me click it and read. I just like reading the headlines because they're silly. Um, uh, what? No, you can't send me notifications. Get out of here with that. I just want to read the article. Do you accept the cookies? Ding. Very rarely. I love cookies. I love co- I just ate some of those oatmeal uh, raisin cookies upstairs. Dollar Tree has these lemon cookies. Reagan is a lemon freak. Um, uh, Monday, scientists from the Michigan State University offered their blueprints oh, and an innovative way to address the issue of imminent harmful gases in the atmosphere uh, that encroach on natural wildlife habitats that come from wind turbine hey i have stuff. a question yeah so since we're talking into these microphones and we have headphones on yeah. in order to hear the uh recording right yes. yeah um if you fart can you hear it yeah the microphone will pick it up you don't, think- don't push that too hard. <laughs> Debbie will have to get a stick. <laughs> It'll just be like a poof of dust. No, it'll be a new paint job on the wall. <laughs> have you guys tested this? Uh, yeah. 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 Accidentally yeah. or on purpose? Uh, both. Yeah. But pretty, pretty thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you got to go, go, get after it. No, I ain't got nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Anyway, uh, apparently science is saying that we can make gummy bears out of wind turbine blades mm. someday. This is why I don't do news, because I can't follow. You can't follow it? All right. Mm-hmm. all right. Well, that's all for news. Now Fair it's enough. time for fun facts. Let's all do it together. Debbie said so. <sighs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> please, please promise me that some of the ashes will wind up on this table. Please promise me that. <laughs> I already said what I'm doing with your ashes. All around the mulberry bush, chase the weasel. <laughs> Uh, 
All right. Uh, fun fact. Well, yeah, that, I mean, I didn't know where this was. Off. I don't know what this was. Fun Sorry, fact. De- Debbie's getting bored. You gotta, you gotta keep her entertained. Let's go. Fun fact or news? I'm not sure which this is, but it's a newsy fun fact. It's a fun newsy fact. Um, Huey news. Yes. Huey Lewis and news. Yeah, well, yeah, sort of good band. So you know, people have dementia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is brand new information. <laughs> oh boy. Or certain neurological diseases, like a half-inch space all the way around their brain. That I got pictures to prove it. That that wow. causes them to to, to lose some neurological function. Uh-huh. Yeah. There has been a study, and this is not a large study, but it's a relatively small study. Um, a small, they call it a cap, but it delivers a small amount of electrical current to the brain. It has been shown to boost memory in patients for about a month, Ooh. at least in ones age 65 and older. Okay. Okay. Now, first off, as many times as I've been zapped by 110... And 220. Why is my memory not as good as it used to be? (laughs) Now, here's the second part of this article. The focus of this study is on development for an at-home intervention kit for patients. (laughs) So they just go and trust people to electrocute their brains. I can see it now. You stupid old coot. <laughs> like a pacemaker for your brain? <laughs> yes, sort of. <laughs> Actually, I know somebody's got one of those. Yeah. By st- Stops them from having seizures. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just by stalking Die Hard. <laughs> Dragging around a marine battery. <laughs> yeah, it used to be an oxygen tank. Now it's a stack of batteries. <laughs> what do I want? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Ah, I'm Sponsored by Everlast. <laughs> just don't get the Dollar Tree brand. Why not? Might be more fun. <laughs> tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> Oh, Debbie, do you have any fun facts? Uh, no. No? No. I mean, I can make something up if you want. Uh, This, that might have been made up, just (laughs) so you know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, fun facts are never verified. Uh, We just kind of find things that are Mm. funny. Uh, Here's a fun fact. Humans can only see 1% of visible light spectrum, mm-hmm. which means that we can only see 1% of what is going on around us. In other words, we are unable to see the vast 99% of the world that we live in, believe it or not. But the majority of our existence is unseen. Oh, that almost matches up with something else I read once. Yeah, what's that? About principalities and powers and things that are unseen. And- mm. So, mm. See, I drew that. I see. Mm. So I made it see all churchy. I churched that up real good, didn't I? You got another one? No, I think my thinking meets dead. <laughs> all right, then. Uh, in 1836, a sewer worker. A what? A sewer worker. Sorry. Sewer worker. <laughs> <laughs> tap, tap. <laughs> tap, tap. <laughs> Debbie, Debbie Honecker in 1836. Debbie Honecker, a sewer worker. Tap, tap. Don't you know? Uh, don't you know? Uh, I can Daddy's do this whole world. thing. I can do the whole thing in this air accent right there. Uh, yeah, so uh, in 1836, a sewer worker accidentally discovered an old drain which ran directly into the Bank of England's gold vault. <laughs> He wrote letters to the directors of the bank and requested a meeting inside the vault at an hour of their choosing and popped out of the floor to <laughs> greet them. 
Surprise! <laughs> Isn't that great? See, I initially was expecting like some sort of Ninja Turtle story. Oh, okay. I wasn't thinking like Ocean's Eleven type story. Tell me his name was Leonardo something. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I don't know what his name was. Oh, come on. Last one. Lactase. L-A-C-T-A-S-E. Mm-hmm. Lactase. Is needed to break down lactose, an mm-hmm. enzyme found in milk. Babies produce this. In abundance because milk is their only food. However, as we grow, the level of lactase drops significantly until we reach adulthood where the enzyme becomes nearly non-existent. This is why about 70% of adults have at least mild or strong cases of lactose intolerance. The remaining 30% share a trait known as lactase persistence, which makes them able to produce lactase throughout their lives. Interesting. That's gross. Why is it gross? Okay, tap tap over here. Wants to know why that's yeah, gross. Yeah, hit us up with why that's gross. There, tap tap. Uh, I don't like milk. I think milk is gross. Well, that would mean and that all dairy products. You perhaps yogurt, uh, cottage cheese. Well, that cottage cheese is just gross. I'm with you on that one. We had this whole conversation, and <laughs> okay. So this is part of the reason why I love youth ministry. We had a whole conversation in the Bible study Sunday morning with the teenagers about how cottage cheese is the same coming up as it is going out. Love Wait, cottage com- cheese. Coming up, going down, coming out, whatever. Eating and throwing up Ooh. is the same. You, you eat a lot of cottage cheese. I do. And you on occasion suffer from reverse peristalsis. I do. Tell us, enlighten us, dear sir. It, pretty much the same coming okay. out as it was going well, in. Empirical data. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Perhaps a little more broken down, but yeah, pretty much the mm-hmm. same. Small curd. More large, chunks. Uh, well, less chunky. Ew. So more large chewed, more curd chewed. becomes small curd. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I do indeed chew the cottage cheese. Ew. <laughs> Probably about to enjoy some when I go home. Actually, I just got these little fruit cups, and I like mixing the mm-hmm. fruit with the cottage cheese. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I was, I was gonna go home and have a little snack of gigantes and uh, a, sna- a holiday hooby buddy. Gigantes, like Greek lima beans. <laughs> Love them. Oh, you haven't. You just haven't had them. No. What's the uh, difference uh, between Greek lima beans and every other lima bean? The way you cook them. Seasoning. Oh. <laughs> Seasoning. You yell. <laughs> you sit there and yell. Hoppa! At the pan, and suddenly they're Greek. <laughs> You break a few plates, you yell a few opas, you eat a couple of olives while you're watching them boil. Hey, suddenly you got some Greek lima beans. Yeah, yeah, got that. Got some ratatouille. Got some pork loin. I didn't bring you any dinner tonight. This week, no dinner. <laughs> Last week, you made homemade Skyline and brought it. There were pictures. If Is you'd... that why you didn't invite me last week? Part of the reason. Well, we had two left. But, you know, if you'd eaten those, then I would have heard of how I didn't feed his family that night. And he would have complained about that. And, you know, so. they would have complained. Well, OK. okay. Yeah. All of them, by the way, said that it was like at least, uh, well, it was exponentially uh, better than Skyline. Oh, wow. How about that? So thank you. You did good. Thank you. All right. That's it for fun facts. Done having fun. About as much fun as I can take. For now. I guess freeform conversation topic. What do you guys I got want to nothing. talk about? I got absolutely. Are you sure that's what you want to do? Well, I think you were leading us down that path earlier. It was pretty free and form, or more formless, but not void. After voiding, there was form. 
So, uh, anything you want to talk about, Deb? Are you asking me to choose the topic okay. of the conversation? Um, yeah. What is your name? Is it Deb? Can, is that an okay name to call you? That is an okay name. It is approved. Deb, okay. Deb Squarepants. If, if the man looks at you and uses your name and says, what would you like to talk about? That pretty much ends with one of those funny hooky things with the dot down at the bottom. I was verifying <laughs> because that is a tricky situation. How many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> engage. One more. engage with what I am saying at this moment, okay? Listen to what I'm saying. You're not hearing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all got to go to day spring now. Sorry. Over my cold dead body. Hey, at least their softball team would win. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I, heard, I heard that a good few times today. Oh. So it's fresh. It's a fresh wound. Well, and let me, since all this is out in the air, I may as well just do a public apology um, to DJ. The other Dylan, I really hope I did not offend you this evening. You thought it was Hamilton, didn't you? I, he put a thing in it. We're having a, a potluck and a, a softball team potluck. And, and a, a guy named Dylan put in the chat and said, well, I'm sorry, I won't be there. I, I have plans that evening. Is that family plans? And I, I just thought it was Hamilton, not the other DJ. And I went, change families. <laughs> he basically said, I changed mine. Why didn't you change yours? You can too. And he was like, absolutely not. My family is my rock and blah, blah. And like went on this diatribe. And we were just like, like, I didn't know anything about it. I've been working all day and I don't get notifications from that. And so when I got here, he was like, you got to look at that. And I was like, oh, bro, I can't believe you did. He's like, I thought it was Hamilton. I was just giving him a hard time. <laughs> I, I apologize. So, so he apologized uh, pretty profusely, and uh, hopefully it's okay. I hope so. He's still not coming to the potluck. <laughs> potluck. Can you blame him? What my kids used to call it when they were little, potluck. potluck. And I used to go yo, and yo, say yo, potluck yo. and drop it. I-L-L-E-G-A-L. Illegal. Illegal. That's our cheer from the volleyball game. Oh. I missed that one. Yeah. She, was, we didn't she wasn't paying she attention wasn't, there either. But yeah. Uh, ooh, not good. Not What's not good? good? Talk to me about not good. Pirates are up one zero on the Braves. Um, it's pirates. Come on. There's Debbie. no. There's not even middle relief. Debbie. Deb Deb Squarepants. Christopher. Oh. I don't know Christopher. About that. Miguel. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Used to be. Used to be. Uh, used to good. Anyway, um, what do we talk about? I don't know. You want me to just throw something out there? I had a question. Let's hear it. I've already been asking questions. Because like, somebody asked me a question. So I'm going to ask you guys. Let me talk about it. Okay. When is it? Oh, it is funny because of the conversation you and I had after the basketball game yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So somebody randomly texted me a question today oh. and said... Uh, when, at what point is it okay to leave a church? Like, how do you make that decision? Like, when, when is that okay? And so, let's talk about it. 
over my cold, dead <laughs> body. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like, so, so, like, realistically, though, like, how do you make that decision? Like, like. That joke was just a reference to the previous okay? conversation. Yeah, Wait. that was a that was the throwback to the conversation her and I had yesterday. I think we've talked about this previously. I think in season one because we, there was we did, but, but it's I okay. Mean, I mean, talk yeah. about it again. Um, I think it's I think it's uh, probably a good idea to first say, well, how do you decide what church you go to in the first place? Mm-hmm. Why are you deciding anything? Okay, what do you mean? Where were you when I formed the earth? I'm pretty sure you didn't form the earth, so back up. (laughs) You didn't say, thus saith the Lord, so it doesn't count. (laughs) And so the Lord says. In the beginning, tap, tap. Tap, tap. You all tap, tap. (laughs) The Lord leaned over the thing and went tap, tap. (laughs) But what if he did, though? Oh, that's good there, yeah. He's out there shooting marbles with the planet's head. He's curling. I pick number three. No, but seriously, uh, what do you, uh, expound on that. What do you mean? Uh, For the average lay person, <clears throat> what are you talking about? <clears throat> so, uh, it's a there's a church chair in the corner of the room, and it distracted me because it's been a while since I've seen a legit church chair. Yeah. That's an old school church chair. True story. Like you could put a hymnal under it. True story. It has a slot for one. Exactly. Like, whoops. Whoa. Get a little excited. Okay. So, um, we are not instructed in the Bible to um, weigh options. We are instructed to do the opposite. Hmm. We are instructed to um, serve and give all, which leads us to um, allowing God's provision to uh, be enough. If we're looking at this from the perspective of someone who is already in a church, I think it's different from the person who just goes, I think I'm going to take my family to church. So I I think that, you know, when someone becomes, uh, I had this discussion with somebody recently, a member of a church, which I don't, uh, you know, you become part of a body of Christ. You put yourself in there. Um, I'm still a member down the street. Not if you ain't paying tithes, you ain't. I doubt Well, I became a member when I was like 10, so. I'm pretty sure the Catholic Church does membership. not have me on their rolls anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Neither does the I took the Christ. class. I got certified. <laughs> we know they don't. <laughs> you could have checked it, and you know, we were right next I know to the Mount Church Christ. Yesterday. Hey, who's pastor there? I go to school with you. <laughs> That's Would have been fun. But it's, it, people go to church for all kinds of reasons, initially, mm-hmm. and even later on. So 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 let's let's do this. Let's say you've been a member at a church, you've been doing things at the church, but you're just you don't feel like that's the place. Okay, back up before we go there. Hypothetical situation. Somebody is at like a street festival downtown, mm-hmm. right? And there's like 
praise and worship happening, and they end up giving their heart to Jesus right there in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently not attending a church, never been to church before, how does that person decide where to go to church? Okay. Where are they? What would you do? Well, I can tell you what I did. I went across the yard from my house, and there was a church there. And so I just went to church there. Now, currently in our um, cultural climate... A lot of people might do more research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, like if I were to get saved, like if I hadn't already went to church, right? And tomorrow, if I got saved and had to figure out where to go to church now, um, I'm probably going to go to like a bunch of churches' websites mm-hmm. and read about them mm-hmm. and say, what do you, what, what do, you do? Their social do you media believe? posts, their YouTube videos, maybe mm-hmm. listen to some before you listen to the sermons, go mm-hmm. dig up content. Okay. Yep. We're good. Why? So I think that even in those moments of researching that the spirit can still lead you. Of course. Um, being a little baby Christian, um, that's a little harder to navigate because you're probably not super familiar with, um, God's voice necessarily. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, or probably the word and what the word says. Yeah. And so it might be difficult to uh, figure out whether the person from the pulpit is saying uh, things that are biblical or not. But I will say, um, you, you heard his voice once enough to know that that's where you needed to go. Yep. So I do think that you could show up and be like, mm, this isn't, I don't think this is my thing. Yep. Right. But yeah, that wasn't the original question though. Right. I just, I wanted to start there because we're all going to have a conversation as people who are already attending a church, right. And who have attended probably a couple of different churches. Some of us more than a couple of different churches. Um, <laughs> wow, wow. I didn't hear the bus backing up on that. <laughs> I took the buzzer out. Um, but uh, Ninja bus. I just wanted to kind of start with how do you figure out where to go to church, right? And right. the answer is, you know, go where God leads you, right? Go where God tells you to go. Like, ask God to show you where do you want me to go? Where, what do you want me to do, right? Is that what you were getting at? Yeah, and I don't believe that there's a wrong way to do that. Right. Because if you show up to a place and it's, you're not shopping around at that point trying to find what is going to fulfill your life and experience. If you got saved and you're in the middle of the street and you're searching for, uh, how to grow deeper in your relationship with God, then you just go and start searching. Yep. And, and you, you are at that point, you are actively seeking the will of God. You're not just shopping for what's going to tickle your giddies, right? You're just looking around. Excuse me. Could you please point to your giddies? I cannot. (laughs) Point to them on the pineapple. I do (laughs) Show me all the pineapple where the bad man. <laughs> uh. Where do giddies be? Uh. 
<laughs> is that your pointer stick? I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's a tripod? Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's oh, a, gosh. That'd be the giddies right there. <laughs> um, he yeah. just did a little tap tap on his giddies. A L- little tap tap on the boy giddies, girl giddies, yeah. Uh, anyway. It has both? No, I'm just saying. Location, location, location. Oh, kind of like vacation. <laughs> anyway, you are actively seeking. We, we do not speak for B Ministries. We have no connection whatsoever. <laughs> I can edit all of this out. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be like three minutes now. We'll go uh, tap, tap, and they won't know what's going on. Have a good day. Bless tap, everybody. Tap. You are actively seeking the will of God in this moment. Uh, you're not just shopping around for what's going to tickle your ears, right? Uh, or as uh, Mountain Dew said, it'll tickle your innards, right? We're mm-hmm. not, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for the Holy Spirit to lead us. Correct? Yep. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. At, at that point, someone has, like you said, has already heard from God. They feel that there is a need for something. Part of the idea is to, to, to figure out how this person can hear what God is wanting for their life. Mm-hmm. Now, not every church is particularly adept at that. Not every church even understands that that some people, some churches want you to love their cool social posts and their cool media and hear their great music and see the, the fog machine and all and, and, and see their cool nursery as Complete a means of attracting Jim and slide as a means of attracting people to them which is kind of the grossity of marketing sometimes. Not every church that does, I'm not, not, nobody's under the bus here, regardless of what Mr. Workman said. Uh, I, I just, I just want to encourage people to listen to God and find people who talk about God in a way that reaches you, that you understand and that you can serve with. And start reading your Bible. Oh, absolutely. So that way, you know, you won't know the difference between a liar and a truth teller if you don't know the truth. Right. Right. There's a lot of practical stuff in here. I mean, I have a friend who never went to church, never was exposed at all, at all. And sorry, I just <laughs> I had a, a flashback of a, a news uh, <coughs> clip that I saw on YouTube somewhere, like funny news clips of people being interviewed in the Kind of like the, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire lady. Uh, there was a redneck dude who was like, they was exposing themselves. Yeah. Sorry, you said exposed. Anyway, never was exposed, and that's where my brain went. They was oh, exposing that makes wow. I remember another news article, but we're not going to talk about it. Go on. We're done with news, right? I have, yeah, I mean, if you want to drop it in real quick, nah, you can. All right. I have no idea where I was. No, this, no, this guy who, who is not real Wilson. social. We are at the church. Wait a minute. Where's the outlet? We are in the spacious confines. Oh, we're good. Okay. Um. It's me, Debbie Honaker. Put a low jack on his brain, boys. (laughs) You've got those Dollar Tree batteries. (laughs) Told you. Sponsored by Everlast. There you go. Everlast. Never mind. Those are close. Anyway. No, they're not. Marine batteries. Are they? Yes. Oh, I guess they are. Used to sell them at Sears, bud. (laughs) (laughs) You got a little testy when I said it. Anyway, but this friend of mine, he's not overly social, but he, he knew he wanted to do something. So he was looking and, and he went to a couple, three different churches and then finally found one where he could just do what he thought God was telling him to do. 
Um, so it was a process. Yes. While he was searching, but he knew he needed something. He just didn't know what it was. And that's the, that's the part that I think people get caught up in. They don't, they don't know what. Uh, right. So they start to tharn. Don't go anywhere. Just freeze. Freeze. Watership down. Read the book. It's good. Tharn? Tharn. T-H-A-R-N. Son of Thorin? Son mm. of Thrain? No. When a rabbit hops out in the road, there's a car coming, gets in the lights, and it goes, boom, and its eyes just stare at the light. That's tharning. Or deer. <laughs> or deer. Or, yeah, all yeah. kinds of animals, bros. What say you, Deb Deb? She's tharning. I want you to disagree with me. He likes to argue. <laughs> I disagree. Okay, how? Because you told me to. That's it? That's all it takes? <laughs> I thought you had something more that if you wanted to say. No. Happy. It can't be that bad. But if it makes you Why are happy, you so sad? Then why the heck am I so sad? Um, I think that in the beginning, that's a legit way to start. Yeah. Yeah. But I, just, I would reinforce reading the Bible. Oh, absolutely. But God doesn't punish those who are seeking after him um, mm -hmm. and don't necessarily do it perfect. What if they go to the wrong church? Hmm. Well, okay. Is there a wrong church? Uh, well, possibly. Possibly. Here we go. So let's say this theoretical person got saved. They found a church. They start attending there. They start learning. They start going to Bible studies. Let's say four or five, six years in, they have the uh, they figure out that through their own study and leading of the Holy Spirit, that some of the things being said from the pulpit do not line up with Scripture. What would be the next course of action? Go to your brother. Mm -hmm. Right. Talk to the person that said those things and say, hey, I don't quite understand. Right. Brother. Right. Okay. So they go to the person. Mm -hmm. and you follow that protocol. Sure. You go through the whole thing, right? Let's say the end of that, you got, you know, you go and they, and they say, well, you're wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, okay. So you go get somebody else. And, and he says, nope, you're still wrong. And then you go get, you try to get two or three more people, and then they're like, why are you trying to attack our leader? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then what do they do? If it is clear that it is unbiblical what is being taught, and it is clear that the organization does not want to... Um, accept responsibility and change then that would be a confirmation of a four for four or to engage in that conversation some organizations will not even have the conversation right and, and that that would be the point i'm getting to right i had this person who texted me i was texting for like 20 minutes a day while i was at work and then i finally just called him because i was like this is a retarded texting while you were at work all day yeah for sure um but so it's one of those things where uh, I literally can't do my job without texting. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, I finally just called him and was like, I don't want to have this like huge, massive conversation through deck. So um, and basically the scenario that this person is in, um, they have went and had the conversation with the leadership. Leadership said, you're wrong. 
and did all the biblical gymnastics as to why you're wrong, right? And uh, so he accepted that, went back in prayer, went back in study, and went back through their stuff and was like, no, you're, you, this isn't right. Like, this is fundamentally incorrect according to the Bible. Like, you can't, this is wrong. And so they basically said, if you don't like it, leave. Stop trying to attack us. Mm. And then, you know, people started rallying and, you know, basically get out of here. Mm. Right. And so the question was, God didn't necessarily tell me to leave, but is it okay if I leave? Because this ain't right. Right. And so. Well, how do you know when God is speaking? Well, that's. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously... You get a, a junior bacon cheeseburger, chicken nugget, french fry, and a small drink. Right, you're talking four about for four. four for four. Okay, for those who haven't heard our episode on this from season one? I think it was in one. One. Debbie, real quick, what's a four for four? Oh, I always mess them a few of them up. Me but too. it's um, what the Bible says, mm-hmm. um, godly counsel, mm-hmm. so people that are actively seeking God and wise in in their understanding of who God is, not just someone that will tell you whatever. Um, so godly counsel, um, circumstances. As a last resort. The very last one. prayer, like supernatural, I don't want to say happenstance, but... Supernatural things. What is God telling you? Right. So that's the conversation I had with this person. I said, listen, you were praying your hind end off, right? You, you, God put something in front of you and you went, whoa, I don't know about that. And so you were praying about it and then you followed biblical protocol. You wouldn't have the conversation, Mm -hmm. right? And then you submitted to that authority through the whole thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so you went to the word. So you have prayer, the word confirms right and then you followed that protocol and submitted and then the circumstances were such that you were pretty much told to either shut up or leave and at the same time he was seeking god to sure, counsel someone who would not just tell him right hoopty do because be, you're talking that would be and me that's, that's and i was you. like number six on the list right Good. so he'd yeah, already right. been down the mm-hmm. and because he really wanted to to make sure that you know the the statement that he said was i don't want to do something out of pure emotion i really want to make sure that this is beautiful biblically uh okay yeah right and so it was basically the question was when is it okay to leave and i said listen if you're in a situation where you've tried to go through all the biblical stuff like and what's being preached or taught is unbiblical mm-hmm. and you know it and God has showed that to you and you tried to have that conversation diplomatically and submissively and it wasn't received, um, I'd say that's okay. I don't have a problem with that. What say you? Um, two things. Mm-hmm. First of all, there's that thing about dusting your feet off and moving on. Yep. Um, but also, greatest commandment number two is still love your neighbor as yourself. 100%. So even in your um, departing, you still do it respectfully and lovingly um, 
even if they are trying to cause drama. Yep. Yep. And that was my counsel to him was like, listen, just leave. Like, even if you want to go into this whole, uh, like, unequally yoked thing, at this point, you are unequally yoked with the body, with this body. I have chaperoned um, conversations of people um, having similar conversations with our pastor, not like they disagreed or whatever, but they said, look, this, I'm kind of feeling, or I'm kind of, I think we're being led to this other place or whatever. I think it's, you know, however you want to word it. Um, And even as the pastor, you still say, you know, try to have an understanding and try to um, do it in a way where the relationship is still whole. Yep. Mm -hmm. Or at least available. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. And this applies to things which are truly scriptural. 100%. They're all scripture. I mean, they need, this needs to be lining up with scripture and it needs to be you need to be absolutely certain that this is the reason why that there's not some other noise going on in the back of your brain mm-hmm. well like i don't like that person or i don't like this person yep. or i couldn't do that ministry that i thought i wanted yep listen to what god is doing and ask yourself why did you come here in the first place did you come here in the first place to serve did you expect that it would be nirvana-esque that it would be perfection that it would be i have served with some people that i did not care for i mean what (laughs) i'm just saying i'm gonna cry that's how you feel about me wow (laughs) chris can i counsel with you after we're done here okay i was agreeing with you we can we can cry on each other's shoulders oh i can i can make this about me um and that's what happens. That is exactly what happens with a lot of people. They make it about themselves, not about what God is doing and their love for other people. Yep. Um, and, and so, so be very cautious. Yep. Find people to talk to. Yep. I'm, I'm sure that of the three of us in this room, we would be happy to talk with you. Mm-hmm. I talk would to you? anybody. Well, Debbie. To a fault. She, she just talks. So it's okay. I know no stranger. God help them. Yeah. yeah. Debbie gets kidnapped and two blocks later gets chucked out of the van. No, they, they bring her back with a thousand dollars. They don't ever. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I get it honest. Yes, you yes, do. You yes, do. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, you do. God help you. Um, yes. So yeah, my, my advice, my, uh, my thing is, uh, yeah, if, the one criteria that I have to say when it's okay is if the things that are being taught uh, or preached are absolutely unscriptural and unbiblical and you have been through the process. Mm-hmm. That's just if there's a disagreement. Because some people um, feel led or think that they are led to go to another ministry without a disagreement. Ooh. Okay. Talk about that. Um, I I know some people that have been led to another ministry because of ministry opportunities where one church didn't offer something. I guess in a way you could consider that disagreement, but they left with a blessing. Um, where they they approached their their 
leadership leadership and mm-hmm. said this is something that I that I feel really strongly about that I think that God's calling me to do and they were like we don't do that here uh, not in a rude way but it was just it wasn't an option and so they the pastor or leadership whatever gave them the blessing to go to another ministry where they could pursue that but the important thing is that they sought their leadership out to have the conversation. And I think it's important, too, to have the conversation with the people to where you want to go. That's uh, very important. If you want to just basically if you want to change churches and you have this conversation with the pastor of the place where you're attending now, I think it's really important to have that conversation with the place where you're going. The same kind of conversation. There has to be transparency and honesty in it. You both are looking at me like I just grew three heads. I was just um, recalling. I was too. Several. <laughs> when when the, when the other pastor called up the first pastor and said, uh, Why did this guy leave? Dude, what up? Do I even want this near my church? Mm-hmm. Anybody. Anybody. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. There have been a lot of people come through these doors that while they didn't agree with a lot of things, with some things, they left with a seed planted. Um, Just slightly off topic. In the last week, I have had conversations with two people um, who were previously... They still are really good friends of mine, but previously when they were living here in town and one of these guys is in a situation where he just sees the worst of everything all the time, constantly. His job is in a court system where it is misery in one of the country's largest cities where they are known for their violence and he's reaching out. He wanted to have contact with a place where he knew that the whole world wasn't just falling apart around his ears. Because that's, I think, what he feels like. Um, He just wanted to have some encouragement. Um, So when we talk about why are you leaving or why are you staying, Mm -hmm. be very clear and be very honest with yourself and with those around you about why you're doing it so that you don't cause division when you decide you have to go. Because, frankly, most people decide they have to go. There's, I think, a relatively small percentage of people that actually go, God is saying this, and they have the conversations, and they're transparent, and it's all good. Because there's so many emotions and so many feelings about the relationships in a church Mm -hmm. that people get very confused very easily. I, myself, am... There, there might be people in my life previous who would disagree with this statement, but I am, shut up. I am, I am loyal until my liver falls out or my bladder almost literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tap, tap. But, Gross. It, but it's, can I leave first? Anybody got any rubber bands? <laughs> twangy, twang, twang, twang. But it's, I think people don't want to stick around when it gets really tough. And a lot of ministry is really tough. If, if for instance, I completely disagreed with what 
Chris did during worship. 100% if I just went, I would go to him. You wouldn't be the first. Well, shoot, I was hoping for a new revelation for you. Um, then I could claim it. And if, and, and because he and I have this relationship, he would listen to me, but he also might tell me, no, you're just wrong. But if he refused to listen to the conversation, that's where I go, mm, I'm going to be loyal and I'm going to stay. And, and there are leaders who sometimes don't want to listen to the conversation, which enters into that. And that's like your friend was talking about. Mm -hmm. Without making it all convoluted, you better be sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely 100% sure. Don't just go jumping because yep. the children's ministry or the nursery did something silly. Yep. Uh, several years ago, I had a friend, dear, dear, dear friend, who... Uh, I had been a very close mentor of mm -hmm. uh, in their life, and they had decided they were going to leave the church, our mm -hmm. church. And they sought me out, and we had a private conversation before they made that decision. Mm -hmm. And I said, to be clear, I think you're wrong. Mm -hmm. But if that's what... And, and the thing is... When people preface conversations with God told me to mm -hmm. blah, then can't really argue with that. If you feel like God told you to do something, that's between you and God. Right. And so my response was, I don't think that's God. And I think you're wrong. And I think there's a lot of stuff that is driving this decision that is not biblical mm -hmm. and is not a scriptural issue. Mm -hmm. It's not a biblical issue. Mm -hmm. It's a emotional issue. Mm -hmm. And if you make this decision without going and sitting down and having a conversation with the leadership here, uh, I will hunt you down and beat you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was literally what I said. Mm -hmm. And he did. He had a conversation before mm -hmm. he left. And then he left. Mm -hmm. So... Can you hear the pain when he talks about that? Yeah, it hurts. hurts real bad. That's why it's not necessarily always about you leaving the church. It's about the body of Christ and, and, and are you really diving into serving? Are you really in there? Mm -hmm. Or are you just on the edges hoping to find something that will make you feel okay? Yep. You know, all three of us in this room have left this church at one point. For sure. On bad oh, terms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, literally, I was looking at you going, when did you? Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I, know. I, I was, mean, not funny. I was actually, while yeah. I was telling that story, on the other side of my brain was thinking about when I left. Yeah. And about, because when he said, oh, that hurt. And I remember yeah. it, oh. what it felt like when I came back. And I had, because so when I left the first time, um, Dude, only uh, your sister once. and I were engaged. Correct. And, uh, she decided we weren't going to be engaged. Correct. And so I said, deuces, I'm out. And I just left. I just disappeared. I didn't say anything to anybody. Now, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal if it weren't for the fact that, one, I had a relationship with her. Me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, her, my sneezer. And two, uh, her sister and I were, at the time, head of the children's ministry. Mm -hmm. And all of those little kids 
had no idea where I went. I mm-hmm. just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And I had never even considered that. I was just running from hurt. Sure. And when I came back, I had to have conversations with five and six-year-olds about, why did you go away? Because <laughs> you're noisy, you're loud, you smell bad. And I'm back. And, no. and I remember the hurt of that mm-hmm. and the pain of that. In my situation, I can, I can remember the hurt on Dan Campbell's face that I still saw when I came back. He was still hurt. And he was happy. But I could tell that I'd hurt him by just dipping. Yep. He wasn't the only one. He was. Yeah. I didn't even hardly know you. So? <laughs> I know. I know. And I look back on the... I pa- think you um, disregard how impactful your time was before you left. Yeah, Not I have no realizing clue. how to, much you actually did. To this day, I have no clue. I have no clue. I don't need a clue. I don't need to know that because I'm here now. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure, naturally. But um, I was just saying it did hurt more people than what you've realized. That's sure. all I was saying. I, I suspect it did. I have left a trail of hurt in my life that's a million miles long and five miles deep. And I just, yeah. But to come back and have that be faced with that from some people. I, just, I learned what grace was. And then God showed me that I had to love people that I couldn't stand. And that's why I'm here. <laughs> I'm staring at Chris. <laughs> As I go. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> Speaking of people no. I can't stand. <laughs> so, uh, wow. All right. Is the horse dead enough yet? I think so. I don't want to beat it. You know, at, at, <laughs> I don't. At some point, it, <laughs> at some point, it might be interesting for the three of us to have uh, just a live discussion about what was going on. Stories? A church, not a church hurt story. There's but already a, a podcast called hurt, Church Stories. How we hurt the church stories. There's, There's already a church yeah, story. I don't podcast. think that's a bad thing. We can't do that. Be, we'll have to pay copyright and all that stuff. What church hurt? There's already a church no. stories podcast. How we hurt the church. How we hurt the church. We could start a new podcast called Church Hurt. That could be just a short segment, along with recipes. Hi, it's my life. And yeah. yeah. Wait, no. no. Not funny. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> <clears throat> I was a 50 year old. Oh no, I can't say that word. Uh, but <laughs> I could, but it's not right. So I, I yeah. Yet here we are, the three of us, chasing down what God's doing. Mm-hmm. I just, it, it, it amazes me to, what's amazing is to sit here and, and think of at least the three of us and, and other people that we know who've left, because that's been something that's been facing me, the people that have left in the last week or two, and how much I miss them. People have left in the last week? No, or two? no, no. In the last week or two, people that have previously left in years oh, past. Oh, okay. I have reached out and gotten yeah, yeah, back in yeah, contact yeah, okay. with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's a whole other one that I have to do, and I don't want to, so everybody has to pray for me because I'll lay hands. Anyway, there comes a point where we have to stop worrying about 
is God using me the way I want to, which causes people to leave churches? Or we have to be so engaged with the people and the love of God of everybody around us that changing on the basis of our emotions or our feelings or our thoughts or our plans or our ideas just becomes absolutely ridiculous to us. Yep. And I, I have to be in a place where I understand that I could screw up at any moment. And I don't mean screw up and leave or do something hideous, but I could make a mistake and hurt somebody at any moment. And that scares me. And you have to be in a place as an individual to where you can look at the people you go to church with and go, hey, that hurt. Can yeah. you not do that anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And some people will accept that and some people won't. It's okay. I remind people constantly that everyone around them is going to hurt them. Yeah. yeah. Because they have this worldly mentality street mentality still that you can't do me wrong and i just sit here and i go i'm gonna get mine what about grace yeah because everyone here is gonna fail you so that that's it like that yeah you you have to realize that i'm a human being you guys are human beings i'm a dude she's a dude pastor mike we're not that kind of church Oh, okay. But even like. <laughs> Dudes and dudettes, Major League Buck kicking is back in town. <laughs> uh, uh, Movie reference? <laughs> I don't remember, but I know you I know, know that. You know you know it. You know you know well, it. We, we got about four and a half minutes of serious, then we <laughs> Tune in next time. You know, you bet. Oh, you better. I don't know. Ninja Turtles. Oh. I thought that that was too easy. You were looking for some obscure reference? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Something from Nahum, not from Matthew. <laughs> He's a minor prophet. When Nahum, he hits the bigs, then we'll, then we'll read what he wrote. Nahum oh. 1 7, my favorite verse. Anyway. Daniel 12 3, I think is mine. I don't have a favorite. I really don't. People look at me like you like you two are looking at me right now. I don't have a favorite. I'm just waiting on you to pull the 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 sister Mary helper pants out of the back pocket and go. The whole Bible is my favorite. Oh, scripture. I'm going to vomit now. <laughs> Why do you have favorites? Okay, Revelation three. But I have this against you that you lost your first love. Figure that out. Uh, <laughs> There's deep emotional damage in there. I'm so emotional sorry. damage. <laughs> heard the hurt. I heard the hurt. So you can't eat cheese anymore? She went to, she went to Kentucky Christian. I'm so sorry. Anyway. What was, never yeah, mind. no, we'll talk later. You know. You know. We've talked about this. Um, I've been to Kentucky Christian. I know you have. So have I. Many times. Me too. Anyway. KCC, Kentucky Christian College in Grayson, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. about 45, 30 to 45 minutes-ish from where I used to live, where I grew up. I would spend weekends in one fall in 1976, so about 30 30 miles from you, probably. Yeah, I went, well, pretty much like four times a year, every year of my high school career to Mm -hmm. to Grayson, to Mm -hmm. KCC for Mm -hmm. choir competitions. Mm -hmm. Anyway. We were envying. C at the time, mm-hmm. now MV and you. Yep. Uh, That's where we did all of our church stuff. Uh, yeah. 
Right. We talk about all this possibility for hurt, but there's one way to sort of, I don't want to say mitigate it, but to hurt people less. And instead of worrying about how you're going to be hurt and how you might hurt someone, why don't you just run around, listen to what God's doing, and find someone to bless. Love you. Bye. Bye.